Welcome to the 3D Podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Uh, flying solo with you this week uh, as a regular co-host, Justin Lewis, uh, due to his job as a very busy uh, month of June, but he will be joining us as we get uh, again closer to the draft. Uh, just a, a lot of things going on, and uh, that uh, obviously is why we wanted to, to join you. A uh, special episode this time around, as uh, you know, the month of June, uh, th- th- this uh, Next 30 days is a very significant time. You know, in the history of the Grizzlies franchise, um, you know, four big decisions that, you know, really could, you know, impact both the short and long-term future of the Grizzlies. And, uh, you know, of course, we've been talking about the coaching search, you know, Jonas Valanciunas' decision, you know, what will happen with Mike Conley, and obviously what will ultimately happen with the second pick in the draft. Well, Arguably, the biggest decision of those four uh, was resolved uh, uh, today um, when the Grizzlies uh, came out and announced that they had hired a 34-year-old uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach, Taylor Jenkins, as their new head coach. Now, um, obviously, um, when it, when you hear the name Taylor Jenkins, you uh, more than likely your immediate response was who, and that's okay. That 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 is fine. That's the um, opinion that many share, um, because that's the overwhelming immediate response, it seems, is that uh, there, there's really not an opinion to be had, because it's hard to have an opinion. Uh, Taylor Jenkins uh, has not had any NBA head coaching experience. He's not had any experience as an NBA lead assistant, so it's really hard uh, to have a, a, a thorough, immediate opinion of the hire itself. But that's the thing about it, is that, you know, if there's not an immediate response, if it's very hard to have a thorough response to the hire itself, what's to think of it? You know, what should we take away from this hire by the Grizzlies? And, and I think that there are several things to take away, uh, starting with, you know, uh, Jenkins himself. Taylor Jenkins, while he doesn't have, you know, NBA head coaching experience or lead assistant experience, he does have several years of experience in the NBA. He started off in the the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs front office, and he's had direct experience with Greg Popovich. He was the head coach of the Spurs uh, G League team. Um, Then he came, uh, when Mike Budenholzer left the Spurs and came to Atlanta, Jenkins followed him. He went to be a assistant coach of Budenholzer's in Atlanta from thirteen from 2013 to 2018. And then, of course, he was with Budenholzer last year um, with the Bucks. And the big takeaway from that information is not necessarily Jenkins' experience, you know, himself, but it's the fact that the Grizzlies have dipped into a source that has proved to be very successful. It's proved to be arguably the most successful avenue for teams to get head coaches in recent NBA history. What I mean by that is, is that Jenkins is now the third assistant coach under Mike Budenholzer to go and be an NBA head coach. Utah's Quinn Snyder, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets' Kenny Atkinson, both of those coaches came from Mike Budenholzer and obviously from the Greg Popovich coaching tree. Well, as most know, over the past few years, the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz have a few things in common. They're both organizations that have proven to not only be able to develop players, but actually bring players' ceilings uh, to levels that many didn't think they could reach. As teams, they've reached ceilings that many didn't think they would reach this quickly. And also as teams, they've set themselves up as organizations to have very bright futures going forward. So 
if the if the Jenkins hire you know is coming from a source that has yielded that type of results across the NBA so far, well, you have to be very encouraged as a Grizzlies fan. So again, as I stated, the hire itself, it's very hard to have an immediate opinion uh, based off the fact that there's just not a pass there. There's there's nothing to go by in terms of Jenkins himself. Well, if you want to get an immediate opinion, then you may have to broaden your scope a little bit, kind of like when you were looking at the fact that Jenkins comes from the same source that is yielded NBA head coaches. You could also look at a scope involving the Grizzlies franchise itself. This is a continuation of the new trend that's been set for the Grizzlies franchise. I mean, in the past three months, uh, the Grizzlies have completely changed. They've completely wiped the slate clean from top to bottom when it comes to their franchise. I mean, in all honesty, the, the three things that are consistent uh, with the organization, you know, from three months ago till now, are the fact that owner Robert Perry is still here, your franchise cornerstone is still Jaron Jackson Jr., and it still says Grizzlies on the front of the jersey. Now, everything about this Grizzlies team likely is going to be something different, and I'm encouraged by that. The big reason why I'm encouraged, another big reason why I'm encouraged by the hiring of Taylor Jenkins beyond the source, beyond his past experience and where he came from, is that he's a continuation of where the Grizzlies are going. Taylor Jenkins, along with Zachary Clayman and Jason Wexler, is another very highly educated, highly intelligent individual. All three of these gentlemen in their individual positions, are among the youngest in the NBA. And they come from an extensive educational background in business. Now, what does that have to do with the NBA? Well, it's not necessarily what it has to directly do with the NBA, but it's more set up on making sure that an NBA franchise is ran efficiently and effectively. With these three gentlemen's backgrounds, they can create a successful model They can research and do the work to make sure that the process is efficient. And they can work together with, as youthful as they are, they can work together and work hard to make sure that it remains effective at all times. And that's very important. We have seen from the past regime with the Grizzlies how just the simple fact that even the simplest type of transactions not going through can really disrupt the chemistry. It just can bring negativity to the franchise. Now, if the Grizzlies have a hierarchy in place that not only can do things successfully, but can do them efficiently and consistently, the Grizzlies are in a better place. And that's what we had all hoped for. We had hoped that if the Grizzlies were going to really commit to doing a rebuild, they needed to do it right. I've said it for you know months now. The Grizzlies had to be decisive and determined that if they were going to complete a rebuild, they would have to do it right. And that's what they've done. It seems like they have a very simple and um, logical hierarchy in place. Robert Perra, as the owner, is the source of resources for their franchise. Jason Wexler was brought in to run the business side of things and the basketball side, but he's there to make sure operations run efficiently. Zachary Clayman is there to make sure that the Grizzlies are making the right decisions when it comes to talent. Obviously, he'll have other people such as Tayshaun Prince to help him out with those decisions. And then obviously, Taylor Jenkins is there to make sure that whatever is brought in is used effectively on the court. So each individual has their own specific responsibilities, their important role that they must execute properly to, for the franchise to be successful as a whole. But they have to work together. They have to be united in their efforts to implement a common direction and a common goal 
while also being respectful of the fact that each of them has their own individual responsibilities and they need to give each other the 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 leeway, the 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 space to be able to have time to be successful at those responsibilities. So if the Grizzlies can have that continuity, if they can have that respect, if they can have that level of communication and, and, and effort and, and the relationship to where trust is involved, to where each individual that's in the hierarchy of the Grizzlies franchise knows what their responsibilities are, knows how to implement them, and knows how to work with others in terms of implementing them successfully, They'll have the continuity that this franchise has looked for for years, and it'll really be a big step in the right direction to making this rebuild successful. So what does the Taylor Jenkins hire mean for the other big decisions that the Grizzlies have coming up over the next 30 days? Well, I think it directly impacts each one of them, and, and I think a big reason why um, focuses on the 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 idea that we get from other people's opinions of Jenkins as to the type of coach he will be. You know, we we saw several opinions today. Woj himself said that um, uh, Jenkins is known as a tactician. Uh, we have had others say that he's, uh, multiple sources have said he's very good at player development and player communication. And I think the big reason why that is so important is because it, that's the type uh, of um uh, that's the type of coach that you need when you're doing a rebuild. And that's something that the Grizzlies have not had. They have not had a coach that could really develop those type of players. We see it in the playoffs all the time now. Those teams that emerge and advance in the playoffs are the type of teams that have been able to take players who were not thought to be, to not have superstar potential or all-star potential, and these teams are able to develop them into those type of players. I think Taylor Jenkins has that type of ability coming from the source that he has. Other people seem to think that as well. And that's why that's the main thing that impacts these other decisions that the Grizzlies have. Let's start with the Jonas Valanciunas decision. Jonas has to decide by Thursday whether or not he's going to opt in to, to make $17 million for the Grizzlies um, in the 2019-2020 season or elect to go to free agency. Jonas has been vocal about what's going to impact his decision. He stated that who the Grizzlies hire as their head coach and what they do with Mike Conley is going to impact it. He's also stated that money is, is not just the biggest factor to be considered. He knows he'll likely make less on the open market than he would for the Grizzlies. But if he could go on the open market and get a more secure future by signing a longer-term contract, he'd be okay with making less per year. So how does Jenkins influence the Valanciunas decision? Well, I gave my thoughts on that over in an article in Grizzly Bear Blues. And I think that if Valanciunas were to opt in, it would be beneficial for both him and for the Grizzlies. And I think that Jenkins allows for there to be more logic to that occurring. The reason why I thought it would benefit both Valanciunas and the Grizzlies is because I think that if, the, if Valanciunas opts in and the Grizzlies put a focus on making, on involving his skill set, it would really help out both parties. Valanciunas is the type of player, he has the type of skill set that is very valuable, but it loses, it becomes more limited as the season goes along in the more critical moments of the season, leading up to the playoffs and the playoffs themselves. Bigger guys like Valanciunas, it's harder for them to remain effective when the game, when you have more games in a shorter time 
in a shorter time frame in the playoffs. The playoffs have proven to be games that are more focused on perimeter uh, play, longer distance shooting, um, quicker pace of play. And so it's just harder for a player like Valanciunas, who's on the block, you know, banging most of the game, to really remain effective. So if you could bring in Jenkins and his offensive philosophy and his style of play, I think it makes Valanciunas' game more modern, more conducive to the modern way of playing. A lot like what David Fisdale did for Marc Gasol. If the Grizzlies can help Valanciunas become a consistent source of three-point shots, for example, that allows for Valanciunas to be more attractive to teams going forward. If he doesn't stay with the Grizzlies long-term, or if he can show he can shoot the three, that probably means he has a better chance of getting a lucrative long-term deal elsewhere. Also, if Valanciunas were developed to that part of his game, it allows for the Grizzlies to be able to have an asset that they could either help them convey next year by being more competitive or that they could trade at the trade deadline. So I think that Jenkins' supposed ability to be able to develop players, if you combine that ability with having a talent like Valanciunas on the roster, Jenkins could help his game evolve and it would help both the Grizzlies and Valanciunas to extract the most value out of their team player relationship going forward. Past Valanciunas, we obviously had the draft, which will be a week from Thursday. And, you know, what type of impact will Jenkins hire make on the draft? Well, I think that it, I think that the logic increases that the Grizzlies should hide John, that they should pick John Morant. And it's simple as to the reason why. If you could, if you can combine John Morant's passing ability with Taylor Jenkins' uh, tactical style of approaching the game, I think that it's a match made in heaven. And it's simple as to the reason why. When they talk about Jenkins being a tactician and coming from the Budenholzer um, coaching tree, what they're meaning is is that there's a there's a a, a, a high level of focus on you know the analytics, on spacing, on how to create. Um, you know, advantages, you know, in, in smaller spaces, through passing, through ball movement, through shooting threes. I think that bringing in Morant gives you a better chance of implementing an offensive system that can be efficient. Morant's elite passing ability puts other players in better positions to be effective offensively. That's either, you know, them having higher percentage shot at the rims, getting better looks from three-point land. If you get those better looks, that means that you're going to convert on them more. That helps widen the space of your offense. And that gives more room to players like Jerry Jackson Jr. and John Morant to operate. If, you know, Morant wants to take a guy off the dribble and use his explosive ability to get to the rim, his passing ability making others have better chances of hitting threes makes that more likely. If Jerry Jackson Jr. wants to beat his guy off the dribble or if he wants to operate down low, other teams having to respect the Grizzlies' three-point shooting gives him the room to be able to do that. So I think that Jenkins could really find a lot of benefit from John Morant's passing ability to successfully implement an offense that, that is constantly evolving. We saw with J.B. Bickerstaff that there were so many times where the initial offensive game plan was stopped and there was not the ability to adjust. Well, now with Jenkins in the fold, that means that the hope is, is that the Grizzlies will have an offensive scheme that can easily adjust. If, if the one approach doesn't work, well, then they can move the ball around to find another approach that does, and John Morant's passing ability makes that easier. So I think that the Jenkins hire makes it more logical for the Grizzlies to go with John Morant with the second pick. 
And finally, there's the decision of whether or not to trade Mike Conley. And I think that just like, um, you know, the the hire should, you know, want the Grizzlies to keep Valanciunas in the fold to potentially make him a more effective trade asset or a more valuable trade asset going forward, I think that the Jenkins hire is, is more of an indication that the Grizzlies are focused on wiping the slate clean, really wanting to have a new beginning here for the franchise, and that means focusing on the future. Mike Conley has more value to the Grizzlies as an avenue to future assets than he does as a, as a present asset to make them competitive. It's just the truth, and it should be that way. With Jenkins in the fold now, the Grizzlies have a, a source that can develop players, that many have said can develop players. Well, for him to be able to develop players, he has to have those players. And the Grizzlies, to really make this rebuild successful, they need to get as many assets that can they can turn into young, cost-controllable players. They need to gain those assets as soon as possible. Mike Conley is the easiest way to do that. So I think that this makes the Grizzlies more comfortable in trading him. And if they don't get that young, um, intriguing talent like Jalen Brown or Demonis Simonis, that they have to settle for a, a less proven talent who, while you know he's intriguing, he just hasn't got his chance yet, plus draft picks, I think that makes it, I think that the Jenkins hire makes the Grizzlies have more comfort. And if, they, if that's the best offer that they're getting, they can do it with confidence and trade Conley for that in confidence, knowing that Jenkins can develop that return. That if they get multiple draft picks, they can pick players that Jenkins will be able to put into the Grizzly system and be successful. So when it comes to Valanciunas, when it comes to the draft pick, and when it comes to Conley, I think that the biggest, that the big overall goal of those three upcoming moves is to give Jenkins as many talented players as possible that he can develop. Whether it's Valanciunas, Morant, and Conley themselves, or it's who Valanciunas and Conley can bring back for the Grizzlies to surround, to put around John Morant and Jerry Jackson Jr. for the future, I think either way, the hire of Taylor Jenkins gives you the chance to make more of the decisions than you make than, you know, not having Jenkins in the fold. So finally, beyond that, it's also how can Jenkins impact the, the, the roster, the current roster that the Grizzlies have? Well, another big decision that I don't think has been talked about a lot, but that the Grizzlies have coming up, is the restricted free agency of DeLon Wright. And I think that with Jenkins in the fold, DeLon Wright was viewed as someone that the Grizzlies definitely should keep in the fold, especially if they traded Conley. You know, that was a lot of that talk was before they landed the number two pick with the chance to get John Moran. I think that the Jenkins hire actually puts a extension for DeLone Wright from the Grizzlies more in question now than it was before Jenkins was brought into the fold. And the reason why is this. If the Grizzly the Grizzlies already have Kyle Anderson in place uh, to support Jaron Jackson Jr., if they trade John Morant, they now, and then they decide to extend the long right. You now have three players who you have committed to, you know, around $25 million to over the next three or four years each. You committed that money to three players who you expect to get significant playing time that a weakness of each of their games is their outside shooting. Do the Grizzlies really want to commit that big of their payroll to guys who, yes, they can effectively move the ball, 
but themselves cannot shoot the ball. I don't I don't see that. I think that if you pick Morant and you've already got Kyle Anderson in the fold, you've got two very good facilitators right there. And while I think DeLone Wright is an underrated player, I don't know if he's the type of player you would have committed $10 million to. I think that you take that $10 million, and just like you did with Kyle Anderson last year, you made an aggressive offer for the guy the Spurs didn't match, you got him. You brought him into your system. I think the Grizzlies would need to take a chance on a guy that's a better outside shooter. They need to allocate their resources better away from DeLone Wright to a guy that can shoot. I wouldn't be disappointed if they kept DeLone Wright around, but I just don't think it's the best use of resources with the type of emphasis that Jenkins is going to seem to have on three-point shooting and you know being able to have threats from the outside. So I think the Jenkins hire you know, actually puts more doubt on the fact that the Grizzlies will sign DeLone Wright long-term. As for the other players on the roster, I think, again, it comes back to Jenkins' ability to develop players. Obviously, Bruno Caboclo, Ivan Rad, uh, uh, Javon Carter, Dylan Brooks, all those guys are, are, are young pieces that are intriguing, but likely have a future as bench pieces, bench pieces more than they do of developing into really significant talents. But the thing about it is this, is that just because they may not become, you know, you know level NBA starters does not mean they cannot be valuable contributors. And I think that Jenkins has the ability to develop them into that. For instance, when it comes to Bruno Caboclo, Bruno Caboclo has the natural talent to be a very significant NBA player. I think that his ability to shoot the three, the confidence with, with, the, with which he shoots the three, and also his length on the defensive end, that's something that Jenkins can really develop. That's something that Jenkins could find a lot of value in when it comes to having a player that could be impactful as a 3-and-D type talent on both sides of the court. So I think that it's not just Jenkins' ability to be able to develop you know, elite talents like Jared Jackson Jr. and potentially if the Grizzlies were to get John Moran, but also he has young talents that he'll put the focus on to develop in their roles. That's the thing about it that makes NBA teams successful, is that they have players who embrace their roles and make the most of it, beyond developing players into higher ceilings than most thought they had. So there you have it. That's how I feel the Taylor Jenkins hire will impact the Grizzlies, you know, from, from all perspectives. You know, what does it mean as far as, you know, uh, what the Grizzlies have done so far with their front office? How does it impact the major decisions that will come along for the Grizzlies this offseason? And what impact does it have on the roster? But overall, I am very encouraged by this hire. I love the fact that the Grizzlies are putting an emphasis on really focusing on wanting to um, establish a system that will be successful in the modern NBA. That is, I'm not—I don't want to use the words "caught up," but that that the Grizzlies have basically had a reset and are really trying to make sure that they do the things that will make this team successful long term. And as a fan, I get it. If you're discouraged by this hire, I get it that fans may have wanted a more known name or that they may have wanted someone who has had success. But the thing about it is this, is that you see so many coaches nowadays, like I mentioned with Quinn Snyder, like I mentioned with Kerry Atkinson, like we see with Nick Nurse, you see so many coaches nowadays who it's not necessarily the, 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 the 
concrete success that they've had in their past, but it's the mindset with which they enter a coaching job with. It's the mindset in which they want to develop their culture, work hard at making sure it's successful, and communicating with players to under to make sure it's implemented. And I think that Jenkins has that ability. So I think that if the front office will commit to Jenkins and they'll give him the, you know, uh, basically the leeway, they'll give him the freedom and the time to really develop his culture and develop his style of play, I think it can prove to be very successful. And as a fan, as fans for us to be able to, to make the most of it and to really be encouraged by this, we have to do the same thing. It's very unlikely that, that the Grizzlies are going to be a playoff team next year. And that's not a bad thing. It takes time for you to be able to do the rebuild successfully. You've seen how the Bucks have done it. You see you know, how other teams have done it. But those teams that when they do do their rebuild, the end result is them being perennial playoff contenders, is that they took the time to not only gather the talent, but also to develop it and create the culture. I feel Jenkins has the ability to do that. He's just going to have to have that commitment from the front office to allow for him to be able to, for them to help him acquire that talent and for him to, and to enable him to be able to develop it. So overall, very happy with the hire. I'm glad more than anything uh, that is not something that's hanging over the Grizzlies now. I'm happy that they went through the thorough process of finding it, but it's nice to have Taylor Jenkins in place. And I do think that, again, if he gets the commitment from the front office that he needs, it'll ultimately be a successful hire. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today. I just wanted to share my thoughts on the Jenkins hire. Um, we will be recording again this week. I will have a special guest on this week who I will go in depth with about the NBA draft, get his thoughts on some, not only some, you know, John Morant himself, but also if the Grizzlies were to acquire more assets in this draft, other players that could potentially make sense for the Grizzlies. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the 3 and D podcast. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you here soon.